You know what I, when, whenever I, I'm not very technologically literate. Whenever I get on Spectrum, all right, I have, you know, the Spectrum streaming service as well. Whenever I get on Spectrum, it always goes to News 13. Why is that? Amazing how that happens, huh? The the 24-hour mm. local news channel that uh, Spectrum yeah. owns and operates is what, yeah. what you turn on your TV to. Yeah, I like that. I like the 24-hour news channel, by the way. I love it. Good. Yeah, so, uh, I, you know, my, my compliments to Spectrum for having the 24-hour news channel. That's good. Let's rack that for sure. Absolutely. All right, Austin Lyon, before we get started on sports, so we started, we, we do a free-for-all Friday where we have our, our listeners text in or call in or use the talkback line for questions, and somehow Kelly Velez had, because he, Kelly Velez has been doing some great impressions this morning. He did Donald Trump earlier. Um, of course, he does a great Shaq. He does a great Scooby-Doo as well so he was doing his donald trump impression this morning and you know people were just raving about it and they 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 wondered if he could do a bianchi impression and and he sort of got our listeners to to use the talk back line to do some bianchi impressions kv do we have a few of those maybe austin lyon can pick out the best one indeed we do if you have any more please humor us okay use that talk back feature on the iheart radio app uh let's start off with brian i'd like to take a shot at my bianchi impression kv kv what's what's the musical theme today <laughs> daniels you know i'm an expert at voice recognition uh <laughs> i love me some whitney houston <laughs> peace love boiled peanuts have a great weekend everybody <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Oh, my that was God. great. That's pretty. That was great. Yeah, Brian, right. getting it done, and, and, and like you said, Mikey, I, I was. I, I love the fact that you guys talk back because we got some good ones. Let's see a uh, Juno's Binky impression. Straight ahead on the bridge, we're gonna ask Mark Daniels if Shaq West needs to remake the song Mo Bamba and name it Mo <laughs> Wagner. Coming up next on the bridge. 96.9. Everybody's pretty good. I think it's the tone, Austin. I think it's the tone that people are really nailing here. You talking about the wine? The whiny tone? <laughs> call it the wine. Uh, if you want to call it that, yeah, we could call it that. Uh, let's see. This one, I believe this brother's name is Will. Let's check this one. <laughs> Here's my Mike Bianchi. Well, obviously, <laughs> I didn't watch the game last night because, you know, I get up at 3 again, again. I get up at 3 in the morning. I got to do my prep. So, uh, yeah, obviously, again, I wasn't, I wasn't watching the game. But, you know, I had to do my work to be ready for, you know, to be ready for you guys. Oh, I love you guys, man. I was That's watching the game too. last night, by the way, obviously. Again, I watched the game last night again. Do I say again too much, Austin? I'm not sure I listen to the show enough to make that assessment. I, though I, when I do listen, you do say again quite a bit. Him, him, and Daniels, Daniels is a big yeah. Daniels is a big again guy too. Yeah, you again things that that you don't have to again. You those, know what I mean? Those I three again were, things when I haven't even talked about him yet. Those three were very impressive. <laughs> I, I know you guys are, are giving away tickets today for the best question that's asked. I, I think I think you've got something with Bianchi impressions for a future giveaway. Okay. All right. 
Do we have a question on the talk back on an actual question, KV? Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, let's check out what Brian has to say here. What up, Bulldog? KV, cool daddy heading to school on a Friday, almost spring break. We're studying the Greeks, and we talked about Athens and Sparta and the curriculum they had for their kids, one being a warrior state and the other all politics and philosophy. And uh, anyway, the kids got to design their own curriculum if they could design a school. What would the 11-year-old Bulldog and the 11-year-old KB want to study in school? What a question. Wow. Austin Lyon, you have kids. I don't know how old your kids are. I have a 9-year-old um, and a 3-year-old. Okay, so I, I think you're best to answer this question. I can tell you my 9-year-old would want to study how to make money off playing Fortnite. <laughs> Absolutely. That that's his 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 goal in life is to become a prominent YouTube streamer who plays Fortnite and and gets paid to have people watch him. That's that's what he would like to do. You know, like when I when I was growing up, I wanted to play video games. My nine year old now wants to watch YouTube to see people play video games. It's amazing to me how this younger generation is immersed with wanting to watch people do things rather than actually do things themselves. Mm. Yeah. It's amazing like e like there there's actual like spec esports has become a spectator sport. Like people get on what is the the social media the, is it no it's not TikTok. What's the one they get on and they Twitch. actually Twitch. watch Twitch. Yep. Yeah. That's amazing to me that you get on there and you watch other people play video games. It's it's funny y'all mention that because I, it's foreign to all of us, right? But for me specifically going into it, I know a couple of my friends who are my age that actually got into it. At first, I was just I thought it was the younger demo, as as Olsen just said. But when you actually watch it, the entertainment value the the guys and girls give you on top of them playing the games, I, I understand it. I understand it. I'm still not watching streams like that, but I understand. I've got no interest. Zero interest. Say that now and then. Olsen Lion streaming, right? Live on Twitch. Tune know. in. We're going to break some that. stuff down. I mean, I'm, th- I'm 38, so I'm old, but not like that old. Uh, yeah, that, that doesn't do anything for me. But my nine-year-old, he's, Anderson's all about it. Austin Lyon, uh, speaking of spectator sports, uh, spectating the magic last night. What are your thoughts on the magic coming out of the box out of the All-Star break, going on the road, beating the hottest team in the league, led by, say it is so, Mo Wagner. I love it. I, I mean, I watched the game, and, and my initial thought before tip-off was, like, I, I was angry before tip-off because I read that Markel Fultz isn't going to play due to injury maintenance. Mm-hmm. Like, now, I, I understand I, we don't have all the information related to Fultz's injury, but as a fan, the team just had a bunch of days off in a row for the All-Star break. So coming off of the All-Star break, where we had a bunch of time off, Markel Fultz is sitting because of injury maintenance? That's hard to wrap your head around. So I was angry before the game about Fultz not being available to play. Were you angry that Donovan Mitchell sat out the game last night with some mysterious illness? I was not. I was not angry about that. I have no no issue with players opposing the Magic sitting out. In fact, (laughs) encourage that. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, look, they, they, they played really well. Um, it, it's, it's interesting to see the team play without Fultz, right? Because there's been a lot of discussion throughout the year. The Magic need Fultz. They need a point guard. Anthony Black's not ready, so we have to have Fultz on the roster. Well, he didn't start last night, 
And the five that they put on the floor with Gary Harris getting the start looked pretty good. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Fultz and Isaac as as the season goes along into the stretch run and then into the playoffs. Like, if the Magic win, I should say win, the Magic make the playoffs and they're in a seven-game series, how many games can Fultz play? Like, is the idea that resting him now and not using Isaac as much now makes them fully available for a seven-game series? Or is what we're seeing in the regular season going to be indicative of what we see from them in a seven-game series? Like, is Fultz going to play four of seven games, three of seven games? I, you know, I have a theory. I have a, I have a theory. I don't think – I think this is Fultz's decision for injury maintenance. I think the Magic would like him to be playing. That's my theory. And you think but so? You can't, so you if, can't force an NBA player to play games. So right? if, that's, if that's the case – then he would play every game of a seven-game series, right? Because Fultz isn't going to sit out of the playoffs. You would think not. I would hope not. You would think not. I I do think the narrative is changing with the Magic, right? In the early part of the season, they were this young team, pesky team. They were giving these older, more experienced, more talented teams all they could handle, and they were near the top of the standings, and it was this good story. I think the narrative now changes to one of expectations for the Magic. When you look at their schedule... The easiest schedule in the NBA the last 26 games with, I think, 17 games at home, 17 of the 26. I think we're at the point now where if the Magic don't finish in the top six, it is a significant disappointment. The expectation is that the Magic are in the top six, and if they don't, then I think it's it's a massive disappointment for Magic fans. Yeah, especially when you look at some of the teams ahead of them uh, in the Specifically the 76ers, what's going to happen with them, right? Yeah, no Embiid for who knows how long. Kyle Lowry made his debut last night, came off the bench. I, I mean, you you look at the teams in front of the Magic. Like, to me, they're playing better than the Pacers, better than the Sixers. The, the Knicks have been really hot, but so was Cleveland before Orlando played them. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think Orlando, to me, the sixth spot is a really good one for Orlando uh, because it gives you a, a chance to not only win a first-round series, but potentially get a little bit further. You just want to be away from Boston. Any, everybody's got to stay away from Boston. Boston is the freight train that is going to roll through everyone in the Eastern Conference. So if the Magic can can avoid Boston in the first round or the second round, I, I think they could go as far as the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think that's a crazy thing to say out loud, that this Magic team is capable of making the Eastern Conference Finals if they don't have to play Boston. Wow. Wow. All right, right around the corner, we've got some college football to talk about. We have I have a high school question I want to ask, a high school football question I want to ask Austin Line as well. Uh, more NBA, got some soccer to talk about as well, all that coming your way on the bridge. But the, first, let me tell you about the thing that I love about Suncoast Credit Union as, the po- as opposed to these big banks is that at Suncoast, you're not just a customer, you're a member. You're like a family member. Suncoast is there to help you grow your money. At Suncoast, you can earn up to 5% annual yield on a regular 12-month share certificate or 5.25% on a jumbo certificate. Why not grow that money with no risk? 
They have three Central Florida locations. Suncoast is your local and loyal credit union. They make it simple for you to become a member and open a share certificate to fit your needs. Visit any of their new locations, South Cimarron, South Orange Blossom, The Loop in Kissimmee, or just go to suncoastcreditunion.com to learn more. Come to Suncoast. Be part of the family. And remember, with Suncoast, you always get more love and less fees. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, yes. Sing it, ladies and gentlemen. Every night she walks right in oh. my dreams since I met her from the start. I'm so the proud worst I am song in history by two of the greatest artists in history. The girl is mine. How does that happen? <laughs> How does that happen? The doggone girl is mine. How can Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson combine for such an awful song, Austin Lyon? Don't listen to him, Austin. Back-to-back MJ songs from AV. I, I had to do this one specifically because I wanted to troll Bianchi. But I uh, mm. also have some, some good news because, you know, we played some great Bianchi impressions earlier. And as you said, Austin, you know, we were doing the talkback feature for questions specifically. But one Brandon Kravitz has contacted us. He heard your impressions he loved them, so he's going to give away a pair of Arnold Palmer tickets to one of the individuals who sent those impressions in. So I'll get in contact with you. I'll email you. So um, don't I worry think about I it. Should I, get the pick. I think I should get the pick because I'm the guy who they were Absolutely. Uh, imitating. Yes, Mikey. I like the first one. The first one, That's I Brian, agree. Brian, right? I agree. Can, can we play it one more time? Let's do it. Yeah, go ahead. Just make sure this is good. Boom, boom. All right, this is the winning imitation of Binky. I'd like to take a shot at my Bianchi impression. KV, KV, what's what's the musical theme today? Daniels, you know I'm an expert at voice recognition. Uh, <laughs> I love me some Whitney Houston. <laughs> Peace, love, boiled peanuts. Have a great weekend, everybody. <laughs> he summed up the intro of the bridge, basically, in 20 yeah, seconds. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we were talking earlier, Jay Williams, ESPN analyst, getting a lot of criticism. Austin Line, obviously, Caitlin Clark mania has taken control of the country. She's become the all-time leading scorer in women's college basketball history. She's a great, great player. Not according well, to Jay Will. Well, yeah, yeah. At first, I thought Jay Will said uh, she couldn't be, ever be considered the GOAT because she hasn't won a championship, which I sort of agree with. All right, she's never won the Natty. She got to the Natty Championship game uh, last year, but she didn't win it. But we we played a clip earlier. KV, do we have time to play the clip before Station ID or not? I would say let's do a little banter, then we'll play the clip. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll we'll play the clip after the Station ID. But yeah, um, I'm sort of changing my tune on Jay Will because in the clip we're about to play, he said that she's. She can't be great unless she wins a championship. Insane. I mean, the, the right? look. There's that's um, among the we we live in a culture of like hot takes and hammering hot takes and and people have to people have to give these like dramatic opinions. I mean, this is among the recent ones. This is the worst. I mean, it's just embarrassing for Jay Williams, as accomplished a player as he is, and as accomplished a broadcaster as he is. He's not a rookie on TV. To say that Caitlin Clark isn't great because she hasn't won a championship is just beyond insane. Yeah, 
All right, we're, we're going to play the clip momentarily. First, we're going to say goodbye to our listeners in Tallahassee at FM 96.5 The Spear. We love for you to keep listening to The Bridge. Easy to do. All you have to do is find us on the iHeartRadio app. Just search for 96.9 The Game in Orlando. Otherwise, we'll catch you bright and early, 6 a.m. Monday morning on Open Mic. Let's pause for Station ID. Okay, here's the Jay Williams clip to which we were just referring to. I think she is the Stephen Curry of women's basketball. I think she has changed the dynamics of the way the game is played. I think the way she plays, the pizzazz, is that she's probably the most prolific scorer the game of basketball has ever seen. Unmatched. I am, I am unwilling, and maybe it's more the, the Kobe mentorship around me, to say that she is great yet. I think she is the most prolific scorer the game has ever seen. I hold great or the levels of immortality or the pantheon to when you win championships. I'm just, that's just me. So Diane Taurasi, when you win three consecutive championships, two-time national player of the year, it has to, it has to culminate with the chip. It has to. I mean, Brianna Stewart, if we're talking about GOAT legends of the game, she's won four chips. Four chips, multiple national players of the year. So I'm not saying that she's not at a high, high, high level, but for it to go to the states of immortality, in my opinion, it has to culminate with your team winning a championship. Okay. As you said, that, 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 I mean, if you want to say she can't be the GOAT without a championship, which he said that, and I tend to agree with, there's not many GOATs who haven't won championships, all right? But to say she can't be great, that would be like, by his criteria, Dan Marino isn't great, but Joe Flacco could be considered great because he's got a chance. I'm like, come on. That's ridiculous. Austin? Eli Manning has two Super Bowls. He's great. Dan Marino, not great. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, it's just a, to me, it's just a poor choice of words. Like, he says that she's the most prolific scorer the game has ever seen. How can you say that the most prolific score the game's ever seen isn't great? I just don't understand why he used that particular word. Like, I, by the way, why are we calling championships chips? Is is is, is that a is is that a new thing? Am I just not hip? I've never heard someone new. call them chips. I, yeah, like yeah. Chips. We're, we're going to the ship. You know, we want, we want to win the ship. But chips? She's got. That Diane Taurasi for chips? I, I don't know. That that was that was weird to me. But yeah, I, I mean, I, it, it set off a firestorm. I, I think Jay Williams ultimately just it's it's just a really poor choice of words, and the way he articulated his his feelings was was not very good. And when you're Jay Williams and you have the type of platform that he does, not articulating yourself properly is going to get a lot of criticism. And I I, I don't understand where. All of this uh, vitriol has come from for Caitlin Clark. It's not just Jay Williams. Like Cheryl Swoops was on a podcast. She talked about the only reason Caitlin Clark is the all-time leading scorer in basketball is because she has an extra year. She hasn't played an extra year yet. She has the option of coming back next year as a result of the COVID year, but she's only played four years. That, yeah, like that the, was bad. The, the, like that this, was bad. This gross misunderstanding of, 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 of how Caitlin Clark is viewed is very strange to me. And I do think, fortunately, it is a very small minority. Unfortunately, uh, when when you live in the you know social media era that we do, the very small minority is magnified. I mean, I think the the vast majority of college basketball fans and just sports fans in general are mesmerized by Caitlin Clark. 
and they want to watch her highlights. They want to see when she's on, and I think her presence uh, has done more for women's basketball than any player of my generation. Uh, you know, not to say that there weren't great players before, but people are more interested in seeing Caitlin Clark than any women's basketball player I've ever seen. Even more than Diana Taurasi? Really? Yes. Even more than, I mean, you just mentioned Cheryl Swopes. I mean, you can, wow. Why? Because of the social media in today's world? Is, 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 again, is, 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 I know she's the most prolific scorer ever, but there is a part of me that agrees with Jay Will that championships do mean something. They are pretty important. When it comes to rating greatness, um, not the only thing to rate greatness, but yeah, I mean, how many championships did those other women win? Look, I, I think anytime you're you're talking about greats in women's college basketball, for the most part, you're talking about programs of like you know UConn and Tennessee, right, which dominated women's college basketball for a long period of time. Yeah, and Caitlin Clark, to me. If you're if you're looking to make a college football comparison, Caitlin Clark is an elite quarterback on a group of five team that's trying to win a national title. Mm. Okay. You know, I think okay. the, the the types of players. Even though Iowa's not a group of five team, correct. but I understand what you're saying. I, I, yeah. Iowa is a very good team, but the caliber of recruit and the caliber of player alongside Caitlin Clark is nowhere close to what you have at South Carolina. Uh, at Connecticut, um, at Baylor, at LSU. Um, that's a good. That, so, that's a good. That's an excellent point. That's an excellent point. So I think that that's what Caitlin Clark is trying to do. She's the starting quarterback on a G five team that made you know that, that that went undefeated in the regular season or had one loss in the regular season. They've made the twelve team playoff and now they're trying to go win a national title. So I think to measure Caitlin Clark on whether or not she wins a championship is just is just not fair. Uh, and I think part of the reason why, to your previous question about why are people so mesmerized by her, it's because you know Steph Curry changed the way basketball is played by so many young people. And Caitlin Clark is the first woman that I think plays the game most similarly to Stephen Curry. She shoots from anywhere on the floor. She has the ability to get her shot up quick, and the numbers are eye-popping. And so I think the fact that we're – it used to be that you were mesmerized by, by a woman who could dunk a basketball. Now I think seeing uh, someone like Caitlin Clark who plays the game the same way Steph Curry does, and she's not the only one. You know, Sabrina Ionescu, who was part of the uh, Sabrina and Stephen three-point shootout, played similarly. She just wasn't as, as prolific a scorer, wasn't quite as productive as Clark at Oregon. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think Caitlin Clark is doing more for women's college basketball than anyone in my generation. Okay. Hey. Hey, you, 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 you may have swayed me right there. Which 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 makes what Jay Will said even more ridiculous. You just you just mentioned Steph Curry. Jay Will even said she's the Steph Curry of women's college basketball. She's changed the way the game is played. She's the most prolific would anybody I guess Steph has won championships. That's the only reason that Jay Will considers him great. I mean all the other stuff he did doesn't make him great. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's a ridiculous take. I mean, I think back to, like, Tim Duncan was a dominant player at Wake Forest. You know, he had over 1,500 points, over 1,000 rebounds. They went to a bunch of NCAA tournaments. He was the National Player of the Year. Are we saying that Tim Duncan wasn't great in college because he didn't win a title at Wake Forest? Like, I, the, 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 I mean, it's just, it's just, it, it, it is an insane word to use. And I, I'd be curious if Jay Will 
you know, if, if you got him alone in a room and had an honest conversation, hey man, like, did you really mean what you said? Because I, I got to feel like the answer would probably be no, and he would take back his word choice. Right. It seems like he's being stubborn now. Yeah. Honestly. Hundred percent. All right. We asked this poll question today. Orlando City begins their MLS season. Uh, tomorrow at the Purple Palace against Montreal FC. The question is, obviously Orlando City's been pretty successful over the Oscar Perea era as the coach. They made the playoffs all four years. Uh, They won a playoff round last year, got eliminated in the conference semis. Is it MLS Cup or bust this year for Orlando City? I don't think that's fair. I, I think I you guys. Either. I think you guys had it right. I think a team that finishes high in the regular season standings uh, and, and goes deep into the playoffs it can, can be considered a success. It, it is Orlando City has reached a level right. They were they were second or third best record in the league last year. Lost yes, to eventual champion best. Columbus in the conference semifinals. I, I think if that level of success is sustained, even though on paper it looks like they should be better, right? Nico Lodero, right. Luis Muriel. I mean, these are these are big time talents that Orlando City has brought in. In addition to you know Galese, Janssen, Duncan McGuire, obviously is back. Facundo Torres is back. Um, so to to me, sustained success would would be would be significant you for think, Orlando City. You think Duncan? You think Duncan McGuire is glad he's back? I I don't know about that. Certainly, <laughs> certainly not where he intended or thought he would be. But he's here. I, you know, I think he, I mean, he scored right. the other night. He's going to make the most of it. Yeah. I, I have a yeah. question for you. And, and you know, okay. here's what KV thinks too. Right now, to me, there is no buzz about Orlando City. The, the season opener is Saturday. I know the team is is doing a promotion of of like Bogo tickets. Uh, my, my wife, mm-hmm. who's an Orange County teacher, got a got a, an email about Bogo tickets. I'm sure they want to sell out for the opener. You know, my son and I are going to go on Saturday. I, I didn't just, know they had Bogo. They it, it just like, it, like like Bogos at Publix. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Bogos at Publix. So buy one get one free. Yep. Wow. So they obviously are are trying to get it to the to the point where it's sold out, right? And which I totally understand for the opener. I'd, I'm curious for you guys, what would create enough buzz? What would create significant buzz for Orlando City during the? During the regular season, because right now there's none, and and so I, I have a thought on this, but I'm curious what what series of events would have to transpire to make the common sports fan in Orlando have some level of investment in Orlando City's regular season? I don't think it's I don't think there's one easy answer. I think it's a process, <laughs> and, and I I don't think they've you know in the past I don't think they've done a really good job of for lack of a better term, marketing themselves. I, I think these guys should be everywhere. I think there should be interview. The, their players and coaches should be all over. Like when Adrian Heath was here and they started, you know, trying to build interest when Phil Rollins and Adrian Heath were here, they were all over the place. They were all over the place building interest. They did radio interviews and media interviews all over the place. I think they need to do a better job of that. I don't think they do a good job of that at all. And obviously it's really difficult to get the common fan interested if you can't turn the game on TV, right? If you can't turn on your TV right. and turn to, you know, the games used to be on TV 27 or, you know, what, 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 whatever, um, that you can't turn on the TV and watch the game. But I do think if Orlando City gets off to a good start and Inter-Miami gets off to a good start, 
and there's a regular season race for the Supporters' Shield, the, t- the best record in the Eastern Conference, best record in the league, between Orlando City and Miami, don't you think people that around would, the that city would, get everybody would, would yes. start to get like, oh, man, like I, I got to go, I either have to go see a game or I have to watch a game because we're, we're like, we're nip and tuck with Miami. And, and, and to see those two go head-to-head in the regular season over a long stretch and be fighting for the best record in the league, I think would do wonders for Orlando City in this in this town. I agree. I said this earlier, only half jokingly. What would be considered a success for Orlando City? I said just just so long as they finish ahead of the hated Inner Miami, that would that would do the trick for me. So, and and again, I'm half kidding, but I I do think that rivalry. I mean, that would be awesome if they could have a real rivalry with an in-state team for who's the best in the league. Yes. You're absolutely right on that. Yeah, 100%. I hope, I'm interested to see what the what the crowd is for the opener. I mean, because the weather, there have been times when, obviously, Orlando City games are affected by the weather. It's supposed to be gorgeous tomorrow night. Uh, so hopefully, the city starts to get engaged and enthused about an Orlando City team that, look, on paper, might be the best team in the league. Even though they didn't win it last year, they were right there and they made some key additions. All right, straight ahead, I want to ask you this question. You follow high school sports very, very closely. I wanted to ask you about a tweet that a very prominent high school coach in the state of Florida put out uh, a couple of days ago. That's coming your way next on The Bridge. 